Good afternoon, everyone from Singapore. And it's a great pleasure to have everyone on board on our 10th episode of the Bridging the Gulf Public Education Series. Um, today, it's, a culture, it's part of our cultural segment of the series. And we have a session today on Niswa City in, in Oman. Uh, previously, we had a session as well on falconry, and we had we have so far in total ten episodes, including today's. Uh, we did some country-specific episodes that covered each Gulf state, ranging from, of course, Oman and uh, to Kuwait, and of course to Saudi Arabia. So today we've we've continued and we've built on what we've we've done so far by bringing to you a cultural segment on Niswa. So with us today, and, and today's webinar, of course, is uh, jointly organized with the Ministry of Tourism in Oman and the support of the Omani Consulate General here in Singapore. Um, and we are pleased to have and welcome Ms. Asma Salim Ahadri, who is the Deputy Director General of Tourism, Marketing and Promotion at the Ministry of Tourism in Oman. So she, her team has also kindly you know, is going to be showing us a couple of videos on, on the Sultanate as well as Niswa City. And a bit of uh, background on, on uh, Ms. Asma's uh, work. She supervises the Sultanate's relations with international markets ranging from uh, European offices to those in Australia and New Zealand. And she's also in charge of reviewing budgetary and, and media plans for the ministry. And she received her master's in marketing for places and tourism from Leicester University and her BA in business studies from Stirling University. So we are pleased to welcome Ms. Hadri today. And before we begin, maybe a, a little um, history tip for everyone, I guess, who, who didn't tune in to our previous episode on Oman. Uh, of course, we had two speakers coming on board last time round to cover the, the Gulf state. But a bit of food for thought is that, you know, Oman was, you know, it was previously called the Sultanate of, of Muscat and Oman. And that was really the, the, the coastal areas. And it became reunited or, well, unified with the inner interior areas, the mountainous areas, uh, which was uh, Imamit. Uh, and, and this only came as recent as 1970. So that's, uh, that's something for everyone to digest. Uh, of course, the more details will be given by our speaker today. So without further ado, please let me hand it over to Ms. Asma. Thank you. Hello. Hi, thank you very much for your uh, introduction. Uh, again, uh, my name is Asma Al-Hajri from Ministry of Heritage and Tourism, Oman. And uh, I'm glad to be part of this uh, presentation today and uh, give you a bit of uh, background of our country. And I do hope that uh, most of you or few of you have visited Oman already. Otherwise, uh, we welcome you uh, to visit us uh, in Oman as being your second country. Thank you very much again. I would love to um, uh, run a very short video, first of all, before I start the presentation. Uh, about Oman, uh, just one minute uh, video. Please go ahead, uh, Sharon.
Beauty has an address, Oman. Thank you. All right, so just allow me um, to share my screen and start my presentation. Can you see my screen? Open account. Give me two minutes. Why can, can I? Can you see how to make it bigger? Or the screen. No, but I want to make it bigger. The screen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shara, can you? Everyone here, can you see my screen? Yes. Yes, we can. All right, okay. So um, uh, general information about Oman. Uh, so uh, uh, where is Oman located? Uh, geographically, Oman is located on the southeastern edge of Arabian Peninsula and uh, with the borders of our neighbors uh, country, uh, Yemen and Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Uh, Oman covers an area of 309,500,000 kilometers, and the capital city of uh, Oman is known to be as Masqat. Uh, Oman, we have uh, 11 uh, governorates, uh, as listed in the screen. Uh, as I said, Masqat is the capital. We have Musandam, Al-Batina North, Al-Batina South, Al-Zahira, Al-Dakhliya, Al-Bremi, Sharqiya North, Sharqiya South, Al-Wusta, and Dhofar. These are the um, 11 uh, governors of Oman. Uh, can you go next? Um, I can't control the, yeah. Okay, so uh, I would like to give you a few hints about Oman. Did you know uh, uh, Oman is one of the safest and most secure countries in Arab world? Did you uh, know as well, uh, Salala is known for its uh, unique uh, Kharif monsoon uh, season, where during the monsoon season, the, the whole uh, city turns into lush green mountains, uh, starting from uh, June to September every year. Uh, wherever you go in Oman, you find uh, forts and castles to explore, one of the oldest uh, known in uh, Matrah. Uh, it's back dating in 16th century, and we'll discuss more, uh, more briefly on that. Omanis are famous shipbuilders and sailors in the country. 
Uh, as well, did you know Oman has a total of uh, five World Heritage uh, Sites listed under UNESCO? Omanis are also among the finest breeders of Arabian horses. And Oman as well uh, has the green turtles migrate from, from Omani beaches every year. And how to reach Oman? Just to make it very simple, uh, Oman, our national carrier, uh, Omania, is, is our national carrier and uh, it flies for more than 50 destinations. We have code share with a different uh, carrier in a different region like Qatar Airline, uh, Emirates Airline and, and other airlines fly easily to, to Muscat International Airports. Uh, you can even travel by land uh, from, from Dubai, for example, from Dubai to Muscat, it is just four hours drive. And as well as by sea, for those who love cruises, uh, Oman has Port Sultan Qaboos in Matrah, and it is, uh, it is uh, very uh, you know, popular for those who love uh, cruise uh, traveling. A bit of a, re a relationship between Omani and Singapore, Singaporean relationship. Uh, in 1909, it was a very big century. Uh, Oman and Singapore has a very strong relationship between two countries. Um, um, I would like to say that in the jewel of Muscat, Oman had offered um, uh, uh, as a gift to the Singaporean uh, uh, government uh, the, the, the ship which is known to, call, to be called the jewel of Muscat. Uh, at that uh, in, at the time, so uh, this shows a very strong relationship between the two countries. And uh, uh, in 1909, I think there was a there was a street uh, in uh, in this in the in, in Singapore named the Muscat Street in 1909. Up to that time, uh, traveling with Oman is is not as uh, complicated at all. Uh, tourists can enjoy different. Um, uh, different mode of transportation within the country by land, by sea, by flight. The taxis available uh, within the within within the city. We have buses, we have taxis, car rentals. So it's a very uh, com uh, comfortable uh, travel within the uh, the city itself in, in within the country. And where to stay in Oman? Uh, I, Oman offers a different range of uh, of uh, chain international brand chain hotels. Uh, we have varieties of uh, starting from one star to five star hotels. Um, uh, we have, as I said, uh, international chain hotels from example of Ritz-Carlton, Intercontinental, Marriott, and, and so forth. So for those uh, who are looking for a luxury uh, destination, Oman is offering that, middle class as well. So it's a, it's a really um, uh, in, uh, combining a different uh, type of uh, a budget uh, uh, segmentation starting from one star to five star hotel. Oman offers that. And as well, uh, dining. Uh, you can find a lot of uh, restaurants uh, within uh, the country itself, uh, starting from the street food until the fine dining, uh, contemporary five star hotels, restaurants, all available in Oman. Uh, I think this is a very uh, combined, uh, you know, uh, experience for the uh, tourists uh, coming to Oman, uh, from traditional food to uh, to international uh, standard uh, restaurants. And what to do in Oman? Things to do in Oman. Uh, Oman is very uh, very well known uh, on its rich history, natural wealth, and uh, culture. And of course, it's diverse uh, geographic and uh, climate condition. Oman offers 
different season uh, within within a year. So I would say it's a really um, year-round destination. We have summer uh, uh, season, we have winter, and we have during summer uh, time in 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 Oman where Muscat is hot to 50 degrees centigrade. Same time you can visit. Uh, part of other uh, cities in, in, uh, in Masqat where it is 20 degrees, you know, in Jabal Akhdar, for example. So Oman, it's, it's really a year-round destination uh, to visit. Le uh, natures and landscape, this is one, one of the famous, I think, you know, um, uh, Oman offers from mountains, wadis, deserts, beaches, water springs, caves, Kharif season in Dhofar, as I said, geological sites and nature reserves. Oman is, is, is a very well blessed country, I would say. Uh, it offers all what you have, can see in this slide in one, in one go. Adventure, Oman is very, uh, very well known for its adventure. Uh, dune bashing, offering from dune bashing, jet skiing, canyoning, and mountain biking. So for those who, who really love uh, this type of entertainment or this type of adventure, Oman, Oman offers. Uh, when it comes to entertainment, uh, we have the different type of entertainment, of course. And uh, just for the, for the sake of the presentation, I just you know, collected a few of the top uh, uh, well-known entertainment in Oman, whale watching, kayaking, camping, turtle watching, bird watching, dolphin watching. All this Oman offers uh, within the country. Heritage and culture, um, it's, it's one of our, um, I think our main topic for today. I would just love to very quickly uh, take you through what Oman uh, known in when it comes to uh, heritage and culture. Oman has more than 1000 forts and castles in the country. Uh, you know, uh, they are all been uh, reserved, uh, been renovated for tourism purpose. We, uh, events can be organized uh, within these uh, forts and castles for special entertainment. And I'm sure the uh, when we run the video for the um, Nizwa in particular, you will see even when the president of Singapore visited Oman, uh, it was a special occasion and event being organized uh, to receive her. Uh, National Museum in Oman, we have uh, one, one of our uh, largest uh, museum currently in Oman, been open um, in uh, 2011, to 2011 uh, 15, sorry. Uh, National Museum is a piece of art. I think it's, it's a, a must visit location for any tourist coming to Oman. It has 14 uh, display galleries within the uh, National Museum. It's an amazing place to see the history and culture of Oman in one building. Uh, Islamic architecture in Oman, we have uh, Sultan Qaboos Grand Mosque, uh, one of the uh, highlights in Muscat. Uh, again, it's a must visit for any tourist coming to Oman. Uh, it's uh, the second largest um, uh, hand-woven a carpet uh, weighing almost uh, 21 tons, uh, uh, the weight of the carpet. And it has the largest Soseroski uh, crystal, uh, crystal chandelier uh, weighing almost eight ton of the weight of, the, of the, uh, the light, the chandelier itself. So it's one of the masterpiece of architecture in, in Muscat uh, region and uh, very uh, one of the top highlight uh, uh, tourist attraction. Uh, 
in Muscat. Royal Opera House, uh, I would love to really um, uh, say this, this is one of the uh, piece of art again, uh, when our late uh, Sultan Qaboos, uh, uh, he, he used to love art and, and music. So uh, the objective of this is to bring this to life, you know, uh, the, the love of his uh, art. It's one of the uh, most uh, prominent, uh, again, uh, building in the Muscat region. Uh, it's, uh, it's been open uh, 2011. It was open in 2011 for visitors and a lot of uh, performance is happening during the year. Uh, for more information, you can go through Royal Opera House Muscat and find the calendar of events for those who really love uh, you know, music and arts. Oman UNESCO uh, heritage sites, uh, we have more, more than this, uh, I think, uh, but as I said, just for the sake of presentation, we just listed a few of them. Heritage sites, they're all under UNESCO sites. Kalhat Al-Felaj irrigation system. We will even talk more about the Al-Felaj. Maybe the word Al-Felaj is something new to you, but we will emphasize more in uh, Nizwa. Uh, it's irrigation system in Oman. Until today, people are enjoying the fresh water uh, in the irrigation uh, system. Frankincense Trail. Frankincense is known uh, in the Far region. Um, Till today, the export of the uh, frankincense between Oman and other parts of the world is happening. We have uh, Al Khutum and the Bahla forts. These are all uh, listed under UNESCO heritage sites. Handicrafts, uh, Oman is very well known for Omani Halwa in the region, I would say. Uh, Omani Halwa is one, is the most desert sweet. It's a sweet where during uh, our events, during our Eid holidays, it's, it, we are offering that with coffee to our guests. So Omani Halwa is the, uh, is the most famous uh, desert for Omanis. Uh, palm leaves products, we have pottery making, we have carpentry products, we have silverwares, textile, daggers and swords, and uh, rose water. Rose water um, in Oman is, is very famous in Jabal Akhdar. Uh, it happens uh, every, every April uh, of the year. There is a festival on how to make uh, rose water from the, from the local farmers in Jabal Akhdar. Uh, thank you very much. So we'll go into Nizwa right now. Uh, I'll just hand over to my uh, colleague, uh, uh, Mr. Isa. He will just take you through Nizwa uh, very briefly. Thank you. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, joining us um, this morning here in Oman, and I believe it's an afternoon there back in, in Singapore. And thank you again for uh, Ms. Esma for having me here to join her um, to share our, uh, our identity, culture, and heritage, and even history of, of our beloved country, the Sultanate of Oman. And before we start, uh, of course, we are seeing here the, the circle tower of, of Nizwa, which is the fourth, and beside it, it's the castle of Nizwa. But talking about Nizwa, Nizwa, it's one of the greatest city. Uh, it's, it's history, it's unbreakable. Uh, we found sites here in Oman dating back to, to the Bronze Age. We are talking here, when we say the Bronze Age, we are talking about some of 5,000 years back. So it's the preeminent uh, city here in Oman. Also, it's, it's, it's value for, for the Omanis. That's uh, the stronghold of, of Islam. 
and that's how we call it here locally uh, in Oman, the, the Baydat al-Islam or the stronghold of Islam because of its scholars. And even the locals themselves, they migrated from, from their city to Nizwa to, to meet with the scholar there, to, to gain, to, to acquire knowledge. And that's what happened mostly in, in Nizwa. And even Nizwa, why it's very important? Because even the ruler of the country was appointed from, from Nizwa. So here we can see the circle uh, tower. Uh, then here we have Nizwa Souq, we'll, we'll organize Souq, and it's uh, divided to different sections. But the most important thing, and we're going to see that in the video, it's the, the Friday market where, where, where the market is fully crowded and a lot of people from the dome, uh, they came, especially for the cattle market. And the cattle market, it's, it's a great opportunity. Here we go. Um, to let's say talk more about the fellage system or the irrigation system. Uh, it's a source of water, which is uh, mostly under the ground. To, to take it to the surface, we need uh, to use the gravity and the gradient here. So we use channels and tunnels to move uh, the water from its source. Here we have fellage dars. It's one of the UNESCO sites. Um, the length of this fellage is, is around eight kilometers. And it's covering covering an area of one million and seven hundred thousand square meters. So it's a huge area where the, the locals get their water. The same thing for Al Khatmein. The depth of of uh, the mother source of this water is seventeen point five meter, and as you can see, it's divided to different sections. As the Imam at that at that time in the seventeenth century promised the locals. If they helped him to do or to build this village, he will give them a division. That's what happened, as you can see. Here we have one of the oldest village um, in Nizwa, as, as you can see the circle tower. It's nearby Nizwa Fort, and this is dated back to, to the first century of Islamic calendar, which we are talking about 1400 years back. And it has one of the oldest mosques in the country plus the house of, uh, of the father of, of, of the current Sultan while, when he was serving there in Nizba. Also, this is another village uh, or a settlement, let's say a Sebani village. It's near Birkat al uh, half an hour from Nizba, dated back to the 17th century. It was built alongside with, with Falaj al Khatmin at that time. And as you can see, there, there are mud brick uh, stone houses, two floors. And it's an incredible one. And at the, at the current time, the local, they use their, these houses to, to host people as well as that to, to establish their business there. So while you're roaming there in the old village, you can have your, your coffee there in the Sebani village. Here is Beitar Rodeda. It's, it's, it's location, it's very important because it's in the middle between the settlement of Berkat al and and al Khatmin. Uh, Fellage to guard the, the water source and um, uh, the green mountain to the way to the green mountain. So it's square building with two circle uh, towers here. Uh, at the moment, this this building or this uh, castle used for uh, rifle uh, exhi exhibition at the moment, and you can visit it and enjoy the the Martini Henry uh, guns there. Old mosques, as we said here, the oldest mosque in, in Oman, not in Nizwa, but here we, we have 
the second oldest mosque and the third uh, one, a third oldest mosque in the country, Shawabna and Sa'al Mosque. Sa'al Mosque, it looks like, like a fort or a castle, if you see the picture, especially that tower gives you this uh, impression here. But this tower actually, it has an axis where you can go to the top of it and the Imam, he calls for, for prayer at that time. Here we have uh, folk dances and this is happening as we say, mostly in uh, in Nisba Fort. And here you can see how, how the locals, they express and show their skills, throwing the sword to the, to, to in the air and it's coming back. And here we see the drummers, the, the drumming here uh, in, in such a way, which matching with the words spoken by the leaders of this, of this uh, group. Here we have handicrafts and again, uh, visiting Nizwa, it's not complete if you are not visiting the handicraft section in the souk and seeing the, the, the khanjars here or the daggers. And this is a typical khanjar for Nizwa. And this is their style of, of khanjar. And as you can see, even in the picture, uh, the decoration, the, the plantation, the flora and fauna uh, decoration uh, in, in the khanjar, which is really, really important and diver diver this khanjar from, from the other khanjars in the country since we have five type of khanjars in Oman. Also, this is halwa, it's, it's, it's a simple here. You cannot visit Nizwa without tasting the halwa, which we have there, several factories there in, in, in the souk itself. And visiting Oman, also you need to try the halwa. As we see, this is the simple of, of, of sweet in Oman and made of sugar, of course, almond, saffron, water, and, and ghee. Uh, so all mixed together until it became thick. So you, you keep stirring the, the, the ingredients and, and until it became thick, thick, sorry. So it's a long process, but it's, it, it's worth to wait and to have it at any time you're visiting Nizmo. This is the rose season here, especially it happened in, uh, at, at the end of March, until, I mean, until the end of April. Uh, this actually season uh, gathers the locals. Some of them, they left their, their mud brick houses, but when it's the season of the rose extraction, so they come back uh, to, to, to pickle, let's say, uh, the, the roses and they will collect it in, in baskets. And as you can see this in the picture here, the man he just positioned the the, the roses in, in, in this copper pot, which is uh, cooking under, uh, uh, under the fire here underneath. Then they will add another uh, pot with a cold of water, cold water, sorry, and that will help to, to get the, the rose uh, water. So this process take around two hours and a half, but later on, uh, you need to keep these roses, I mean, the rose water for, for around like 40 days to get the, the perfect uh, rose water in the country. This is the tepsil season. Um, also, this is during summertime. So it's happening at the moment here in Oman in summertime. So where the local will gather, all of them, men and women in, in the farm. So tepsil, it's, it's kind or mebsili. This is the name of, of, of the product, the name of, of the date here. So it's a yellowish uh, kind of date collected at this time, uh, people will, 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 as you can see here in the picture, in the picture, they kick up the, the, the products to get the dates, then they put it in, in large uh, cooking pot called Mergel. And 
After half an hour, they will take this product, they will take the mepsilidate, and they will keep it under the sun in a place called Mustah. And for, for before we end, before we uh, uh, turn on to the video, here we have the heritage end. And this is one of the old village, like, like Al-Aqar village, if we, get, uh, if we get an example, Al-Aqar village. The heritage inn um, uh, houses now there, they have around two or three, let's say heritage inn uh, houses in Al-Aqar village. So they, they can host the people, you will have the experience, you will enjoy the experience of living in, in these old houses mud brick stone houses so it's take you takes you to an to a wonderful experience once you're visiting uh Nizwa. all right thank you i think we are done uh, for from our side uh sharon would like if you can just uh open the uh the video please for Nizwa. sure can you end your slide show first So thank you. Thank you for two wonderful presentations from Ms. Asma and, and Ms. Daesa. Um, we have now, of course, entered uh, the Q&A segment, which will be about 20 minutes to half an hour. And I would like to invite our audience to put forward your questions in the Zoom chat box. You can type them in and, and I can read it out to our speaker. Um, so be, before while our audience you know, are, are taking some time to to, to churn out the questions. I have one in my mind, and of course, through the videos and, and the presentations that we had so far, you know, it set off a couple of questions to begin with. One of them being, you know, uh, Mr. Aisa talked about having five types of, of Hanjar in, in, in Oman. And, and I was wondering, you know, what do they represent? What do they signify? What are they, what, what are they symbolic of these five different types? Well, um... First, thank you for the question. And here in Oman, the daggers having had long history here in the country. People they wear it while they're going, I mean, or traveling from part to another in the country. As well as that, they will defend themselves with with these daggers. Actually, the old daggers were just like a knife, not not well decorated as 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 we say we saw it in in that picture. So for the first time in the 17th century, the Imam at that time, he just requested that, that, that curved dagger. And they saw it for the first time in, in the 17th century. So here in Oman, uh, the daggers are, are like part even of the national implement of the country. So it's a symbolic for masculination here in the country for, for the men. And even we have something here in Oman, like that hanger, it's it's inherited from 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 different 
I mean, generation. So that is, it's, it's very important. So if you have, as a, as a father, if you have the khanjar, you will inherit that khanjar to your, your youngest son. And uh, if we talk more about the khanjars, as I said, we have five type of khanjars. Each, each khanjar, it represents uh, the taste of individuals and region in the country. So that, that what we saw, it represents Nizwa style. So we have the royal uh, khanjar, we have the dhufari khanjar, which is representing the southern part of the country. We have al-batini one as well, uh, which refers to al-batini somewhere to the west of, of, of Muscat. And uh, yeah, those, those types of which you have it as a khanjars. I hope I answered the question. Yes, you have, you did. And, and thank you for that. And I, I have another question from the floor actually. Um, Chris of Britain from IATA has, has a question and he, he says that he has been fortunate enough to visit Oman three times and he plans to live in Salala in the coming years. So his question is, do you have any general advice uh, for the best Hawa in, in Oman and which region should I get the Halwa from? So that's his question. Oh, <laughs> the best halwa, it's in, actually halwa, it's, it's in everywhere. It's in the eastern part, in, in the interior, in, uh, in, in Al-Batin, as we said, in, in the west of Muscat. But myself, every Eid, the occasion, uh, the, the, the first, which just happened like three weeks or four weeks ago in Oman, myself, I, I drive my car to Nizwa because I can find varieties of, of, of factories of, of the halwa. And even nearby Nizwa, there are two more cities I can call them like Manah and Bahla, where you can find the best type of halwa. But I don't know if it's a marketing, but I can even mention some names of, of, of brands of halwa. If you can go to, to find Al Ghadib, if you can just remember the name Al Ghadib and um, Saifi, Qassabi. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a, for our tourists, we don't want you, them to drive from Muscat to Nizwa just to get the, the, the Halwa clearance. But I think in Muscat, you find a lot of shops. Uh, they sell, uh, taste very tasteful, uh, you know, uh, Halwa, which it's original from Nizwa, but it's yeah. available in, in Muscat. Like a Saifi, like I said, like this is yeah. one of the best Best halwa. Best halwa. Yeah. Many of Omanis they will, will agree with that. Now they have the second branch just in Muscat because they see a lot of people, they come from Batina region, from Muscat, just to get halwa. And even that person, I don't know, Chris, is asking about, about the best type of halwa. Once he's just entering the, the shop, he can test. He can try. Uh, try if... different type of halwa, then he can decide. Thank you. I hope Chris, uh, that answers your question. He has a, has a follow-up question about living in, in, in Salala as well. And, and, and he's, he asks, he's asking for advice about living it in Salala and also uh, whether you know, there's any Arabic uh, language program in, in Oman. Well, yeah, there is a lot of, I mean, we have Sultan Qaboos Center in, in Manah, place called Manah near like half an hour from Nizwa. We have uh, in Sultan Qaboos University and even uh, many, many international students, they came here to Oman. So I will advise them just to search about the Sultan Qaboos Center, uh, Learning Center for Arabic Language in Manah, in Ibri. 
in Muscat itself in Sultan Qaboos University. Uh, this is high ranked university in the country. So, sure, yeah. so he can he can find his his option or, or, or what or whatever he wants in these three cities, I believe. And myself, I met I have met a lot of international students who just came here uh, to study Arabic language in Oman, like from Turkey, from uh, from even UK in the US. Thank you. And and okay, the next question uh, is about the folk dance. I think that was that came up in the presentation uh, earlier. And I personally, when I visited uh, this war about eight years back, uh, and I was in the marketplace and, and, and I saw the, the folk dance. And, and the question is about the, the symbolic, how symbolic is this folk dance and, and you know when is it performed and, and with what frequency? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's happening in, in the special occasion uh, here in Oman, like in the wedding ceremonies, like the father of, of, of the bride and the groom, they will invite the, the, the whole village to share this, this, uh, this folk or the dance. As well as that, um, some of, of these folk dances, victorious one, it's uh, going, going back to, to the war, the combat we had, so how they express themselves the joyful, the happiness after they winning, the defeating someone. So they express their 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 skills, especially with 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 the swords here, as you can see or saw it in the video. So I would say that the people they will be in two lines there, and they will start to chant some 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 words of a pride to to the to the country, to the tribe, even to the person who invited them uh, from the beginning. So it's mostly victorious uh, folk dances. What happening in Nizla, especially? And it happens frequently during the uh, during national, day, national days, days, yeah. the Eid occasions, uh, special occasions. As I said, even sometimes when, like, if I can say that, if you get like a child or your wife give a birth, sometimes you invite those people uh, to this to these folk dances. It's it's happiness. It's a joyful. Uh, event. Thank you. Um, we have questions coming in from the audience, of course, and one from Kinan Zahid. His uh, question is, besides the halwa, what is one special Omani main course food that we should definitely try? Okay, okay uh, I think I'd, I'd like to, to, to answer that question. Uh, one of our famous Omani uh, traditional food known is called shua. Sure, it's the it's the meat which has been cooked under the ground uh, for twenty four hours, and uh, this is uh, this is very well known traditional Omani food, and uh, it we it's part of our uh, celebration during our Eid holidays. You know when we we have Eid holidays, uh, we have uh, something called Arsia uh, and and Shua as well. So Shua is very very famous in Oman. It's a pure traditional Omani cuisine. And it can be, uh, of course, each Omani house do prepare shua during Eid holidays. And not only Eid holidays, wherever it's part of our, you know, our, our culture. So even if we have guests, we don't need to wait for Eid holidays. If we have guests coming at home, we do prepare shua for them. So it's a very tasty, delicious food. And uh, as well, uh, you can find them uh, in uh, traditional restaurants in Oman. 
Thank you. Something to take note when, when international travel resumes and, and we can all yeah. travel to Oman. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've got a question myself, you know, about, you know, beverages, hot beverages, really. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been in some match lists in the Gulf and, and of course the tendency is to serve Arabic coffee with cardamom. And, and in Oman, I would like to ask, you know, which is more, you know, common for, 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 for people to drink? Is it, is it coffee or tea? Or we just say, you know, it just depends on individual. It is, it is, a, it is a coffee, definitely. Yes, for sure. It's Omani coffee, Omani kahwa, we call it. Uh, where this is, this is uh, uh, I would say it's a, it's a must for any Omani house. You enter as a hospitality where we offer with the, with the halwa, with the Omani halwa and dates. Uh, so the first thing we offer is the Omani coffee and not tea. So that's that's how we represent ourselves as the hospitality of Oman. Thank you. And 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 in terms of 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 traveling, you know, because of course the the inner areas, Jabal Akhdar, all mountainous areas, and how 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 easy or how difficult it is. Are there any challenges in terms from from getting from Muscat inwards? I think you mentioned. Uh, this in your presentation as well, yeah. briefly. But but you know what? How I mean, besides, you know, cars. Are you able to hire you know like a taxi or of this yeah. sort to, to travel yeah. within the, the inner areas? Yeah, I think uh, Oman uh, in general the transportation is easy. Uh, it's not uh, difficult. Uh, apart from the rental cars, there is buses around. Uh, of course, we don't have trains uh, within uh, within the country, but majority. Uh, uh, cars. Everyone, you know, uh, public can drive or, or tourists can rent a car while just arriving in airports and uh, can have international license and they can drive easily. You know, there is no any any difficulties or challenges in driving within the country itself. So from Muscat to Jabal Akhdar, it's almost one and a half drive or two hours drive. Next yeah. And uh, of course, there is a uh, 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 you know, rules and regulations when, when it comes to driving, you should know all those in advance. Uh, but I would say it's not a challenge at all to drive to within the country. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not very complicated. It's a very easy drive. And the, and the roads are very well paved, I would say. You know, uh, I think Oman is very well known for its uh, infrastructures. The, the roads are very well uh, organized, very well paved. There is no any any problems at all the streets are lighting up with electricity from every region of Oman wherever there is electricity is around there is lightings on the streets so yeah I think it's a very uh, very very easy uh, country <laughs> great uh, more questions from the floor again from Natalie uh, Natalia Tuxen about uh, frankincense water um, how do we make it and how do you tell between food grade and Incense burning, great uh, frankincense. Frankincense, Ah, uh, yeah, frankincense. I mean, now the frankincense actually it's it's in the south of the country, and also there is a season for the frankincense, which is here in, in summertime, like from June until August. And yeah, they can extract it, and they use it a lot in cosmetics, especially at the moment, like. Uh, you know, like the soup or whatever here we can use it for. And yeah, that's what I can say about the frankincense extracted, how to extract it. I'm not really sure how they do it because it's, the people even in the, in the Southern part, they keep it as a secret. 
themselves. Even even the way of harvesting the the, the frankincense in the past, they were just warning people do not come to this area and that area. So they want to keep it for themselves. Uh, that's what I know. But extracting the frankincense, I'm 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 not sure how they do it. Maybe she asking about the rose water. Uh, no, but I think the frankincense itself, uh, it's, uh, it's, of course, it's coming from the trees, which are very f famous uh, trees in Salala. And, uh, but today, the, the frankincense resins itself, before even the water, uh, people use them as a medicine, you know, uh, uh, where you can buy them from Matrasuk, uh, everywhere in Muscat, you find the frankincense uh, resins. And uh, people today, uh, re uh, frankincense has become not only aromatic you know it's not only uh, aroma but it's become also um, a, a medication it's it's a product where people they use it for medication such as coughing and uh, sore throat you know where you 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 know you soak in water and you drink the water so there is there is like two types of frankincense one which is normally used for a welcoming smell when guest comes at home we burn them we burn the resistance for the smell and another one is like a medical uh, medical residence where, as I said, it helps for cough and, and uh, flu and all that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how normally it's been used. And uh, it's very well known in Oman frankincense, as I said. It's part of the hospitality again. Thank you. And I got another question on uh, the Musandam Peninsula and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of uh, photos online of about uh, dolphin watching and, and and this kind of activity. So how easy or how challenging is it to get from Muscat to the Musandam to, to, to do such activities? Um, getting to Musandam, as, as I previously maybe have not mentioned, but uh, we do have flights from Muscat to Khasa airport. Uh, so you can travel easily by road again uh, through Dubai, through uh, UAE borders. Uh, it's almost around five hours or six hours drive. Uh, from Muscat to uh, to Musandam through UAE borders by by drive uh, and or by by flight you can take a flight from Muscat airport to Khasab airport even by the sea even by the sea we have ferries uh, you can Mount, travel yeah so accessible it's it's very easy there is, it's not complicated at all and we have a lot of tour operators uh, in in Musandam who can arrange uh, tours you know, uh, dolphin watching tours or, you know, uh, within the Musandam uh, region itself. Thank you. And and we've got uh, another question from uh, Keenan, who, who, who had a question earlier, but now his uh, the question is about dates. And, and uh, he, he talks, the question is about Omani dates far. And, and, you know, are there any other dates, you know, that you would, you would single out or, or identify that, that you point out where, where you know, you, you can talk more about and also is there any specific um, source where more can be learned about dates? Well, uh, dates here in Oman, we have around like hundreds, I mean, type of dates all around the country, especially in, in, in summertime in the north here, in Oman, in Al-Batina, in the interior, uh, even in Masqat. So if I can mention names of, of these dates, maybe the, if you like sugar more, the, the kind of sugar one, maybe you can go with, with khalas, it's named khalas or khasab, or this is the names of, 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 of the date itself. That is the dry one or the fresh one. 
And as we said that you find it everywhere in the country, even in Masqat, in Nizwa, even in the street. If you drive from a point to another, you will find people who just uh, selling these, these dates. Yeah, but I think I would also like to add a, a really unique point, uh, unique thing about the dates is like during summer, uh, I think the photo when Isa has just uh, presented the yellow dates, if you remember back on the presentation, those are called, you know, um, during summer when they're dry, the fresh. the fresh ones, you know, where people can eat and it's a season really and everyone is just waiting for that season to have those fresh fresh dates just from the from the trees and you know been clean and been eaten as 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 raw as they are you know that's the very special of them and while after after the season it's where the the farmers you know uh, uh keep them outside in the sun and uh, it, they become more moisturized you know they become that dark red dark brown you know uh it become it become again it's a, like a second variety of 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 the uh, of the dates so it really depends on the season when, when you're coming to, to Oman. So if during summer, you'll find those really fresh from the trees. And, and during the winter, you find them, they are more moisturized dates, you know, with a sugary one. Thank you. Uh, I've got a question myself about uh, actually, you know, the, the, the Sultanate's Vision 2040, you know, in terms of, the, in terms of its uh, Ministry of Tourism direction, is there any, particular areas where the Sultana is looking to develop any parts of the country where, where it's under this vision 2040 that, that, that seems to be under the line, the, the spotlight or the focus. Of course, the current Sultan Haitham was previously the Minister of Heritage and Culture. So, you know, maybe you could outline some of the projects that are coming up under this vision. Well, I think 2040 uh, vision uh, is very well uh, blessed by His Majesty Sultan Haitham and, uh, and the society in general. You know, it's been very well uh, accepted uh, and uh, it's a very clear roadmap for each, uh, each citizen in this, in this country. Um, I think human capital uh, is one of the pillars in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, uh, in the uh, 2040 strategy. Uh, to the, the, the enhancement and the power empowerment of the human capital, you know, a job creation as well. Uh, apart from that, uh, uh, Minister of Heritage and Tourism, of course, is uh, uh, looking into the recovery, uh, implementation of the recovery plan, which is aligned with the 2040 due to pandemic. Um, so uh, definitely there are a lot of, uh, you know, projects when it comes to investment in foreign investments, uh, projects in Oman. So yeah, the, the, the doors are open and I'm, I'm sure soon, uh, uh, once we are, we are out of this pandemic, uh, you will hear more about it, I'm sure, because you know, things are opening up. Thank you, we got another question on uh, the rose. I mean, there was, uh, there was some mention of the rose season in Oman and, and the question is about, you know, how often do, do people drink rose water or even saffron, saffron infused uh, water? Mm. Yeah, so the ro rose water season, it's as, as I mentioned before, and Asa mentioned before, uh, the rose water season, it's happening in, in uh, during the uh, month of March till April. And uh, 
it is in particular in one region of in Sultanate of Oman, which is Jabal Akhdar, the Green Mountain. It's known, very well known mountain from Muscat. As I said, it's two hours drive from Muscat. So it's, it's a season where all these local farmers uh, collect the roses and uh, it goes through the certain process to get the water, the rose water, uh, the, the rose water itself. When you well, the question when when do we use it usually throughout the year you there is no particular uh, time where you just use it no once once it's it's been uh, produced it just goes out you find it in the market uh, it can be purchased in local uh, local supermarket you can find them everywhere uh, through even you know the local farmers themselves so it's a product available throughout the year. And uh, normally, normally we use it uh, in our uh, during the process of cooking our our kahwa, Omani coffee. You know where we add the rose water to give that smell. And not only uh, coffee, but it it's even used by um, uh, locals uh, in the food. You know, uh, traditional food or there's or dessert. So rose water can be used uh, in in many types in many ways. You know, it's not just a drinking of rose water, but it can be used in even in cooking your own dishes at home. Thank you. We got one more question from Keenan. It's about um, well, less tourism related, but about the startup ecosystem in the Sultanate. Uh, and and the question is about whether whether it's easy to be an entrepreneur in, in, in the country and, and how is the government uh, supporting this? Um, I think, uh, yes, uh, uh, Oman has, uh, as I said, it's a very, um, very, very friendly, uh, open country. Um, uh, one of the safe country, uh, I, will, I, will, I will say, because uh, it's a, it, the rules and regulations are very transparent, you know. Um, to be an entrepreneur or to be an investor in Oman, uh, it's, it's a very flexible country. And um, uh, being the safest country, I think that she's proud of, of being ourselves as Omanis in this, in this country, in this world, part of the world. Because today, if, uh, if you're looking to put you know, your investment in a country where it's safe and the environment is, is secured, then uh, of course uh, I don't I don't find it that's a challenge at all when it comes to uh, rules and regulation like any other countries in the world. Of course, each government has its own rules and regulation to set up a, a, a business or to start up a, a, a business. Uh, but it's a one-stop shop where you, you know you can get everything registered and uh, it's uh, it's not uh, complicated at all. I, I would say you know. And uh, again, the government putting a lot of, uh, it's uh, opening up to the international uh, world, you know, uh, by uh, bringing international uh, foreign investors to, 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 you know, to invest in the country. So this shows that there is uh, uh, efforts from the government side as well to make things easy and, 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 and possible. Thank you. Uh, I think we're out of time. So. I'd like to conclude today's webinar by thanking our two speakers, Ms. Asma and Mr. Isa. Uh, on behalf of the Middle East Institute in Singapore, uh, we express our gratitude for your presentations, your wonderful presentations, and I'm sure that our audience will be traveling to Oman when, when you know, it's, it's made possible and, and there's less hassle in terms of international tra travel for in this yeah. pandemic climate. 
Thank um, you, thank you. Yep. And I think and Singaporeans now they're most welcome. They are under 103 countries without visa, so you can travel anytime. You don't need you know you don't need visa. Exactly, exactly. And I wanted to to also add that you know the videos were were, were fantastic, and and I want to say to my fellow Singaporeans that if you're keen to find out about um you know a bit more about Oman and a piece of history, of course there's a jewel of Muscat and. There's also Muscat Street in Singapore, right next to the prominent uh, Masjid Sultan in Bugis, in Kampung Glam. So do have a look out. And there's also murals and paintings of, of, of dows and ships of that sort. So do have a look out when you pass by uh, the Bugis area. And, and um, with that, I conclude today's webinar and I thank our two speakers once more. And we hope to see our audience on more of our MEI events in future. Thank you very much. Ma salama and bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.